Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Need another big third down conversion. Meyer looking to throw. Fires deep down the left side for Blythe, and he has the catch. Tiptoeing the sidelines. 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Todd Blythe, his fourth of the day. Unbelievable. All right, Cyclone Nation, welcome back. Another week of the Meyer Blythe podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brett Meyer, joined as always by uh, my man, Todd Blythe. Todd, what do you got? Not happy, Brett. Not happy after last week. I'm pissed off. We're going to need to, I don't think we're going to have any groundbreaking info on the game from last week, other than this is just a therapy vent session uh, for me tonight. So, but yes, hello, everyone. You upset because you're an Astros fan and my Atlanta Braves <laughs> whooped up on you last night to win. Uh, um, my Braves. I've never heard you once world even series. mention the Braves. If, if that's what you want to start yet the show off with, it's talking about world the world series. series. Okay. So I will admit that over the last, you know, maybe handful of years, I have handful, somewhat, handful of listen, years. I'm not as big of a baseball <laughs> fan as I used to be. I used to literally check in like every game. Cause we'd watch them on, they were on TV every day. So we'd watch like, and I started, you don't even know what like, channel they were on. That's, I mean, that's the, that's the type of fan you're on. They were on like TBS every day. TV, yeah, TBS. Two channels, yeah. <laughs> but it, like, come on now. Like when they had well, like Andrew Jones and Chipper Jones and like all the, obviously like Fred Glavin. McGriff, David justice, yeah, they had David justice, Maddox, Maddox, Slavin, Smoltzy, all those guys. Like, come on, dude, that was my squad. And they were always good. And then we just yeah. always watched them and they were good when I started watching, like, like I have a nephew who's a Broncos fan because when he came, came of age and started watching sports, Peyton Manning was there. Yeah. Makes so sense. like that. That's kind of how my fandom came about. Definitely not going to be a Cubs fan because they suck and they're terrible, but yeah, Braves guilty, <laughs> guilty. Um, just really excited, really happy. Obviously I could talk some smack to Flynn. Who's a big Austin Flynn, Houston native. Who's a big uh, Braves fan. So it was fun to kind of, 
It's always no, fun to make a, fun. He's of a him. big Astros fan, actually. Oh, yeah, Astros fan. Excuse me. Sorry, I made a mistake. <laughs> Sorry, Todd. I know you don't know what that's like. I don't even know what the word means. Um, I did. Uh, I did send you and uh, Chris Williams a text this morning. Um, neither one of you responded a bit on it. <laughs> said congratulations on the win. I said it's a real bummer that I saw the Braves aren't going to re-sign Freddie Freeman this offseason since he's a uh, a free agent. Wild twenty four hours. Just trying to get a rise out of one of you guys, and and neither one of you bit or responded to me. So I'm a little hurt by the no response. Freddie's not anyway. going anywhere. Uh, we'll see. You know, he seems like a guy who's going to chase the money after 14 years in a Braves uniform. Yeah, I'm sure he's um, I'm sure he's doing just fine. But uh, do we want to talk about um, last week's game, or I mean, do we just want to flush it and, and move on? Just kidding. I want to talk about it. Yeah, you know, it was. Give, uh, give me your overall impressions of the game, both both. Uh, them, us, and then the uh, the third team, the other team that we had to play in the yeah. In we'll the start off well. with the um, just my overall frustration that for some reason, as a, a Big Twelve team ranked Power Five, we're on ESPN Plus. So I go in, kind of whatever, you know. We've got a couple games on this platform. Maybe it'll be okay. I'm sure Brandon Whedon knows more about football than I do. Played in the league. He's like 45 years old. And he's, he was like 45 when he played. He had a couple of nuggets here and there, but <laughs> just as a team, the overall broadcast wasn't good. The sideline reporter, I just looked him up because I'd never heard of him. He's a wrestling guy. It's cool. Like, just let's slap him on there for doing football. Like seriously, throw me on I'll, I'll do some games. Like, at least I, I know, were, the, like, were the announcers on site? Obviously the sideline guy was, but it, it I don't know. Maybe it was just the I impression I got because they sucked, but it, I thought that maybe the announcers were watching on TV, like, in a studio, you know, they did that a lot last year during COVID. Yeah. I think uh, they, they have like a site, home, but... uh, man, I'm trying to find excuses for them. Cause they were brutal. Yeah, I mean, there was times bad. where there was just like 15, 20 seconds. Of well, just we had the inter- yeah, Like we, we had turnovers, interceptions. They didn't know who picked the ball off. And it was just like, was not good. But no. aside from that, you can start with, you know, defensively, obviously Mike Rose is out. Yeah. And he's probably our best defensive player. Our most important. Yeah. And, I- defensively, I think that was one of the worst outings we've had since this staff's been here. And, you know, you're not going to win a lot of games like that coming. And I knew that, you know, their offense was led the league in passing. If you're doing that in the big 12, you're basically one of the best passing offenses in the country. So they can throw and catch and they prove that. I mean, there was, you know, their, their quarterback and receivers made plays, but it just, it's frustrating to not play well, but then you feel like, okay, we overcame some stuff and, you know, we're in position to win the game. And then, there basically is, you know, for lack of a better term, three scoring plays, you know, one being, you know, a delay game that is close, but it seemed like there was at least a couple seconds that went off. That's a touchdown. It's clearly double zeros on the clock. Yeah, and maybe like the in snapped. the, yeah, in the stadium, it may be different than what we see on TV, but you can sometimes see when it comes to zero and it's like a half second or a second to let it go. That was like, it's frozen on zero. Right. Snap the ball, touchdown. So that was a fourth down too. completely changed the game. Then obviously the touchdown they had great catch, great throw. Oh, unbelievable catch. It was out of bounds. Like, yeah, but no feet come down. And, mm -hmm. and as the, and to go back to your point about the ESPN plus, what's frustrating is it takes away some of the replay um, advantages or disadvantages, however you want to look at it that every other team gets because we don't have all the camera angles when we're playing on a, on the streaming platform of ESPN plus. 
Yeah, that was probably the biggest frustration is, you know, he was out of bounds and you could basically see it, but the threshold to turn, that's why yeah. like the rules of replay are just so, I think it's dumb. Like if you're, if it's a scoring play, don't call anything. Don't call it touchdown. Like you don't have to determine anything and then just yeah. like go based Especially on, on the see. third play we're going to talk about here in a second. But yeah, yeah the one that, the one that we're still talking see. about uh, is the, the touchdown catch. They called a touchdown. That's what screwed us. I think is, well, one uh, on the, on the play clock one, there, there was no call made. They just let it go. So there's nothing to do there. But yeah. on the other ones it, is the calls on the field went against us. And then they, and then from there, it's very hard to overturn. It's gotta be super, super obvious and just a blatant missed call to Which, overturn yeah, it. And it looked like, I mean, if somebody's foot touches the ground, number one, you'll see their foot touch the ground. Like you'll see a reaction from their foot. It'll move it's field turf. Like, you know, but you don't have a good enough camera angle to be able to see like the black mm -hmm. tire pieces come up and, and they, they probably, cause the first thing to hit the ground is his butt out of bounds yeah, on the way. Right. It's, and it was, this isn't something where we're just like a bunch of homers. Like I think, you know, uh, similar to like last week's game against, uh, you know, when, when Xavier Hutchinson's touchdown against Oklahoma state was called back, like most everybody was kind of like, yeah, I don't think it's a touchdown. Yeah. Even the when, terrible when the consensus like, for everyone yeah. watching on even, you know, the people, obviously Oklahoma state fans are going to be, are going to be happy with yeah, what happened, but, whatever. but third party fans, or I don't know how to reference them, but fans that don't have a dog in the fight for this, that, you know, people just were watching the game that are commenting on it. I mean, pretty resounding uh, percentage, I think, or pretty, pretty high percentage thought that that was a missed call. And this should have been probably overturned because it to me, and again, I'm probably biased. I'm definitely biased, but it didn't look close. Like the heel, nothing changes, nothing moves with the field turf, the little black pebbles, nothing in his, in his foot or ankle or leg. If you make contact with something, there's going to be some sort of change there. Um, and, and nothing, nothing, you know, nothing shifts, nothing changes. Uh, and he lands on his butt out of bounds in the white. So uh, and then the, the, the big one that, that drove me just absolutely crazy just because of the initial call of touchdown was Brees Hall, um, getting into the end zone. Uh, I mean, you know, it, there, there's three possible outcomes in my opinion, one touchdown, which was initially called on the field, a touchdown two uh, elbow down before the ball comes out or three knee down before the ball comes out. I don't know how they came to the conclusion that the, that it was a fumble and, and to overrule a guy on the field and to say, no, no, he didn't score. It's a fumble. Uh, and then obviously then with camera angles and everything like that, that comes with the SVN plus that's what they stuck with. So that, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe again, I'm just being super biased to Iowa state. Um, but I thought that that one just, it was just so pivotal later in the game, uh, a time when we needed a touchdown to, to tie things up. Um, and we're, you know, punching the thing into score and to, to give up the ball like that was just, I mean, that, that was so deflating. Yeah, that was, that was a big one. Um, and I, I just, you know, cameras are on, you know, Matt Campbell and he just was pointing at the official, like he called it a touchdown. He called that, it. So That's like, what drives me crazy is yeah, I don't understand was, how, how he got, he got overruled on the field. Yeah, it was bad, but. And then you, you couple those three calls up with the fact that our, our defense, especially our secondary just got carved up worse than they have, you know, in the last two years or, and, and really maybe even before that, that I can remember. Um, I mean, uh, I was just looking at the stats a little earlier and, and I mean, like West Virginia had 28 first downs to our 16. I mean, that's, that doesn't happen against our defense. They had 
They threw the ball for 370 yards. They completed 30 of 47 passes. Now they did have the two picks, obviously the big one right after the half of the pick six, but gosh, they threw the ball all over the yard on us. And we just, especially on, it seemed like third down after third down, we just could not get in front of their guys and we didn't get any pressure on them either. I mean, no sacks and really he was, uh, he seemed pretty comfy back there for the most part. Um, yeah, just, uh, just a down day for our defense on a day where we couldn't afford to do it just because we were playing two opponents. Yeah, it was pretty frustrating, but uh, moving on, as they say. Yeah, let's, uh, let's get away well, from that. I mean, I'll, just yeah, keep, I'll just keep firing myself up here. It's Texas week, so this is a big one. I think we just want to – who knows if this will be Texas last year in the league, but I know that our fans, this may be the last time they get a get a, get a, um, get a shot at him, and I, I would imagine that Jack Trice will be packed and it will be 6.30 p.m. kick. It's going to be a nice day, I think 60s, mid-60s, so – yeah, it's going to be super nice, and I'll be uh, in West Omaha for a wedding. Really fired up about that. Who's getting married? Um, one of uh, my wife's friends from uh, from college. Is it a family member? <laughs> no, it is yeah. certainly not. That's terrible. Um, but you know, it's playing the uh, playing the husband card. So that's what I'll be doing. Um, but no, it's going to be a great day. It's going to be – the crowd's going to be crazy. I have a feeling our crowd is going to boo the shit out of the Longhorns. Are you a bridesmaid in the wedding? Be honest. Am I, am I a bridesmaid? Yes. Flower girl, actually. How cute is that? Um, do you know, by the way, randomly – so I have a new obsession. It's not good, but TikTok discovered it. Oh my God. We are too old so to be funny. doing anything with TikTok. I don't like, I don't have any, I don't have any, like, I don't. Don't try to walk this back now. But anyway, no, I think it might've been on TikTok or Instagram. Do you know that there's a video of your son that has like 60,000 views on it? Uh, yes, it's actually, um, my wife just showed me this today and it's on Instagram. Not, well, I don't okay, know. What it's, I think it's on Instagram. It's up over a million now. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. I just looked yeah. at it tonight and it was like 60,000. My son has gone viral. No, she just showed me uh, earlier. She's like, can you believe this? He's doing like a one of those like TikTok dances for uh, for a country song, for a Brooks and Dunn song. But So yeah, your son uh, is uh... He's a... He's a viral superstar. We're about to monetize our four-year-old yeah, for sure. Oh, a million people have look at this video. It's so cool. Yeah, okay, 54,000 likes is what I saw. What is this? I, I don't know. Some TikTok dance came out to this remix of a Brooks and Dunn song, and he he learned the he learned the dance and did it one time, and all of a sudden, yeah, that's what's going on. But anyway, right moving here. swiftly on. So um, no, Texas get... is going to be. Uh... Wait, no, you need to monitor. <laughs> Let's go. It, I'm I want to learn more about this. how you your your TikToks and Instagram stories. You're famous. I am not. Your I son. Have, How's that? I have feel? none to do with this. I, I was son. not a part of this. Yeah, ruining his life, making him a child star, so he can't have this normal life. Great. We're trying couple, to pay off this house couple, we built for a couple just, extra bucks. <laughs> I already told him he time. better be famous or get a scholarship because we're not saving for college. So. <laughs> Hope he gets some of his mom's athleticism. Yeah, we're not getting yours. But anyway, Texas, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a game. Texas has lost three straight and just seems like they um, don't care. They gave up on the season. Well, they just, I mean, they get up in these games and then just typical Texas. It's, you know, there's, if there's a program that feels like they've arrived before they actually have basically ever since, you know, 
Colt McCoy the, left. They won the bowl game a couple of years ago, and their quarterback we're back. We're back. I'm like, no, you're not. They just ran like one. Heard a story game. today that their uh, their head coach and one of the receivers got into a shouting match after practice, and now that kid's uh, status on the team is in doubt for the future. Um, so it's just it doesn't sound like things are exactly uh, hitting on all cylinders over there, which no surprise. That's just kind yeah. Of I mean, Texas in a in a nutshell. Speaking of speaking of Texas, do you did you hear the story or see the story bouncing around Twitter of the uh, the assistant coach, um, the monkey, the stripper? Tell me, you know what I'm talking about. Is this some kind of bad joke that's going to get his canceled? No, <laughs> no. I have to have no, no they're spe- so their special I'm, teams I'm coordinator. Their special teams coordinator. I forget his name. I don't have it pulled up. So, and, and I might, I might get some facts wrong, but who cares? Um, so he left his wife and kid. He left his family and married a stripper, whose name is uh, stripper name is Pole Assassin. She was on the Jerry Springer show. She has a monkey that's part of her act. And on Halloween, they had like a haunted house at their at their house. And the monkey was in the haunted house and it bit a kid and they had to pry the monkey's jaws open to get him off the kid. Sounds like a former special teams coach when you're heading <laughs> yeah. into I mean, you yeah. can't go recruit with people like that on your staff. That's just not no. work. Especially I thought that was incredible. Pole assassin though. That I mean the current special teams coach. The or... current special teams coordinator, yeah. Oh, we gotta look this up. Like I know, right? <laughs> this is bad radio while we're looking, you know, clicking around and looking stuff up on the computer, but yeah, man, that's, I type uh, in Texas, but Texas yeah, special teams. Just coach. type in pole assassin, Texas. It's like, it's gotta come up. Yeah. It's wild stuff. Pet monkey of Texas special teams coaches. Je- yeah. Allegedly by Jeff child Banks. on Halloween. Yeah. Jeff Banks is his name. They better be good on, they better be good on special teams or. Yeah, that's a, it's a wild story. So for everybody out there, if, if you're, if you're new to this and you haven't heard, heard this story, just Google Texas monkey, Jeff Banks, and it'll, uh, it'll pop up for you. Um, but yeah, so needless to say, Texas is at this point in the season, which is kind of where Texas always is just kind of in disarray. Um, but yeah, I, I have a feeling that they're not going to be completely focused this week, maybe with a lot of other stuff going on. So it seems to me at the the past couple of weeks that their team has probably just started to look, uh, look to the off season. Um, so this, this could be a good get right game against a, a name brand um, team. Even if Texas isn't a nine, 10 win team, like they, like they really should be. Um, it's still beating the Texas Longhorns, which always feels good. So hopefully we can, uh, we can get after them and, and get right, get healthy, get the defense back playing the way that we know they're supposed to. Yeah. Really I think can. it's, it's supposed to be like, <clears throat> 43 degrees at kickoff 7 p.m. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's going to be good football weather. That's cold enough for them to not really want to be there. It'll be weather that they have not seen uh, down in basically any of their games. Mm -hmm. Kind of the reverse of let's see here. Yeah. I mean, it's like seventies and eighties down there right now. So yeah. So they're not going to be used to being able to see their breath coming out the helmet. That's for sure. No. Yeah, hopefully we can I'll, I'll never forget, uh, speaking of Texas boys coming up to the cold, um, what was it, Webster Patrick, the running back that came up from Houston from Brent Curvey School? Yeah. In two, in two days, he wasn't taking it as a freshman. Two days, he wasn't taking any reps. And, and Coach Alford, Tony Alford, who's at uh, Ohio State now, turns around and is like, Webb, what are you doing? Why aren't you getting in there? And it's the middle of two days, so it's August. He's got his arms tucked inside of his jersey, and he looks at, at uh, Coach Alford and says, 
it's just too cold, man. And it wasn't taking reps because he was too cold in the middle of August. So if that's too cold for, uh, for some Texas boys that I have a feeling 40 degrees at kickoff and in, in Iowa in November is going to be, uh, is going to be way too cold for some of those guys to make any plays. Yeah. I hope. I, I just think this isn't a game we need to get super in depth on. I just think it kind of is, you know, we're, we're favored by a touchdown that's taken all, you know, all the analytics into consideration and Texas coming on the road and, you know, they're, they're going the wrong direction. They're going that way fast. So I think it's just a matter of us coming out and, you know, hopefully, you know, Mike Rose is, is healthy and can play. And if we get him back, I think that'll be a boost obviously to our defense. And, you know, this passing game is not nearly as efficient as what I don't think West Virginia is going to be. And, you know, hopefully we can just play our game, get obviously Brees going you know, you know, get Xavier back into the game. I think, you know, I'm sure West Virginia probably did something to take him away, whether it's double bracket, whatever they were doing and get him back involved. And, and if they do that, yeah, he, had, he had a decent amount of catches, but you could tell it was like six for 51. So it was, yeah, just, it was just the quick screens and some underneath stuff. And they weren't going to give him anything, any of the deep outs that he's so good at and the stuff down the field. Yeah. I saw some stuff after Oklahoma state. They were talking about him being potential like second or third rounder, which I, I think he, he I mean, he just runs so physical. He's so good with the ball. He's so good at getting separation. I'd be curious to know if you put a clock on him, what he runs. I, I think he's plenty fast. Uh, so I'm not fast. saying, I'm not saying that know. he's slow at all. I've just, you know, to get into that, those top three rounds, you got to be legit, you know, for the most part, four, four kid uh, at his size. I think yeah. he could be. So I'd, I'd be really curious to see. So yeah, he's one to watch for sure. Um, you know, for the rest of the season as a fan and then also uh, moving forward for his career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be great to see. So, but yeah, I think, you know, our fans will be, will be wired and it'll be fun to watch. Hopefully we're on TV. I think FS1 this week. So Fox usually, they don't have as many games. ESPN seems like they, you know, it's like they bought a big house and can't furnish the thing. It's like, Hey, we, we'd love to have all these games, <laughs> but we're going to have like this, this, you know, trimmed down version of crap that we're going to throw out for a big 12 game. It was just, meanwhile, we got SMU and Houston on ESPN primetime ESPN two six o'clock. Like, hey, yeah. how about you guys go to ESPN Plus because nobody's going to watch your game? It'd be one thing if it was two bad teams playing, but we had it was a matchup <laughs> of ranked teams. Like, yeah, it was frustrating all around, but let's move on. So, yep. Um, college football rankings came out. Let's get. Uh, I was going to say, do you want to talk about those at all? I mean, I think it's Georgia, and I think there's a sizable gap, but, you know, Alabama. We knew they wouldn't be punished. Michigan state deserves to be there. I mean, even though Oregon beat Ohio state, I think if they play now, Ohio state probably beats them by at least 14 just because they're the, the teams. I just think Ohio state's a lot better than they were Cincinnati. They basically, I mean, the ESPN is not going to put Cincinnati in the playoff. They just know the, the AP top 25 has Cincinnati at number two. And yeah, uh, the AP polls all over the place, but right. But I'm just saying like, that's, that's more in line to what, where they've been all year. And, you know, as an undefeated team, maybe what they, what they weren't and they're kicked down to number six, just yeah, because like it's, Iowa's, not, it's not sexy. Like Iowa's 22nd, Wisconsin has three losses in his 21st. It's just like, okay, well, Iowa has to be ranked. Cause they were, you know, Iowa's not playing. They're not, I mean, they have the worst offense in the country. They're not a top 25 team right now, but no, they were, they were not. number two. Like at one point, that's a free ball right now. Going then on. why we should be, uh, we should be ranked too. Cause we were number what, six or seven at one point preseason <laughs> before the game started. Yeah. It's, um, it, I'm just looking at the ranking. Sorry, but it's no, you're good. Yeah. Georgia. I think it's Georgia and everybody else. I mean, 
the two you, best. You think Michigan options. State is is uh is that good be to warn a number three? I don't know who else you put there, but I mean, right now they just beat Michigan, who was you know a top five. I know, team. but I and maybe Michigan is that team, but I just can never get over the fact that they are just seem like frauds every single year. But, yeah, I think they're better this year. Their best one of their good offensive players got hurt, and I think that early in the season. But they, yeah, I mean, they've let's see who they beat. I see, mean, they whipped big... up on Wisconsin, Nebraska, nothing. Yeah, I don't know what they've necessarily beat. Yeah, they, they don't really have anybody they beat that's like, oh, that's, a great, that's an impressive win. Like, What do we got, three big 12 teams? Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma State, Baylor. Am I missing anybody? Yeah, three in the top 12. So, <laughs> Can we count there. Cincinnati, BYU yet? Future I mean, big yeah, 12 if teams. If you look at next year, whenever the heck that comes, we do have a pretty good lead. But Yeah, we're, we're adding some pretty pretty tough teams to the league. Yeah, it's good, but I just don't know that it's it, they're big enough names to warrant a big TV deal. It's going to pay us a lot of money. That's all that really matters. So, yeah, it seems to be at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the rankings are. I mean, ESPN paid way too much money to have a Cincinnati in it because if Cincinnati's in versus, like, say, just hypothetically in Oklahoma, I mean, that's millions of people probably you know, watching versus not watching. Yeah. Yep. No, that's uh, I, I still, it's crazy to me that Oregon's having the season they're having um, just because of how bad we got after them in the bowl game. Um, but, and, and they're number four. And after, you know, they're, what are they? One loss team, but they got beat by, I think a three and four Stanford team. Um, but uh, again, they've had some injury issues too. So they've got some of their studs back, including the, that uh, the D end, who's probably the num- going to be the number one overall pick, or at least in the top two or three. Yeah, I didn't like when we played him last year. I wasn't like overly impressed, but then all of a sudden I watched him play this year. I'm like, holy cow. Like he was just chilling last year. Like that dude is is an absolute Mm -hmm. monster. And it's, yeah, he's going to be, he's like the only, he's one of those guys that could be a number one pick with, you know, not being a quarterback. But um, yeah, the rankings or whatever. I mean, Cincinnati's not, they could go undefeated and beat the rest of their teams by 30 points. They're not getting in because ESPN is not going to have all the money they've invested all the money they're saving on ESPN plus games, putting out crap. They're not going <laughs> to just terrible announcing just crews and three announcing. camera angles versus the, terrible. you know, 12 that you normally get. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anything else, Todd, what else is going on in little sports? How about, um, um, I thought the, the I, I was reading earlier and we talked about it a little bit uh, before we got started here, but the, the Oklahoma state uh, basketball coach, Mike Boynton or Boynton, I don't know how to say his name. Um, uh, but he absolutely just went scorched earth on, on the NCAA. So uh, a little background information on this, if you guys don't know. Um, so uh, a couple of years ago, I don't know exactly when it happened, but it was at least, uh, it was over a year ago. Um, Oklahoma state had one kid had one player um, who violated the, had an NCAA violation. He accepted a $300 gift. That's a secondary violation. According to the NCAA, you pay back the $300, you serve a, a suspension, which the kid did and you move on. Um, and that's, that's what has been the typical, um, punishment in the past, Oklahoma state went to the NCAA. They said, we want to make sure that that's all there was, all that was going on. We want to work with you. So OSU went to the NCAA, uh, the NCAA dug in, they interviewed everybody they could. They've done all this, all this stuff. They came back and said, uh, didn't find any other, um, illegal activity. They said there was no institutional control issues or lack of institutional control, which is always the kind of the term you hear when, when things are, um, just a shit show at a, at a, at a school. Um, and then still after all of this came down and banned Oklahoma state from the NCAA tournament this year. 
And the, the head coach who I'm a fan of now, uh, just in a press conference today, I think it was the AD that spoke first and he was very, you know, right off a piece of paper. And then the, and then the coach spoke and he was emotional. Uh, he seemed like he was, you know, kind of tearing up and crying at times talking about the conversation he had to have with his 17 players, about their dream of the NCAA tournament this year, um, won't be fulfilled because of something that happened when most of these kids weren't even on campus. Uh, and he named names, which I thought was awesome. He listed off the names of all the people that they had to meet with the people on the appeals committee, uh, the people on all the, the committees that, that handed down this, this, uh, sanction to Oklahoma state, um, which never happens. He's like, I'm tired of people being able to hide behind uh, letters like NCAA and then all the acronyms for their committees. Um, and so he just started listing people out their names, which I don't think it'll make a difference. Probably nothing will happen to it. Um, but, uh, it was, it was really cool to see, and it happens a lot, but it was cool to see the head coach just put his foot down and say, this is wrong and stand up for his kids. Uh, and you could tell that, uh, he was emotional about it. So I don't know. Do you, how much did you see of that? How much did, did you know of that? Um, I, and let me know if I butchered any of the details there. You butchered about 80%. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I do think that, you know, if we, if we fast forward, maybe five, 10 years, it'd be, it'd be fat. It'll be fascinating to see what role the NCAA plays in college sports. If any, if, if any. any, I mean, I know like obviously the Olympic sports and, you know, division two, II, division three, but you know, the two things that matter college football, I honestly don't know what they do in college football. They, they it, take a, they take a cut. I, we've talked about this before. Sorry to cut you off there, but I really think like the sec, the, the super conference stuff, and the ESPN, the, the huge TV deal coming, uh, coming down the pipeline, that just feels to me like it's a situation where they want to get as many of the big-time schools um, for college football as they can consolidated into one conference or, or you know two or three major conferences and basically flip the middle finger to the NCAA and say, we don't really need you to, to put a logo on our jerseys and take a cut out of our, out of our pockets. Because um, you're exactly right. What does the NCAA do for – and right now all we're talking is, is college football and, and men's basketball, but what does the NCAA provide those two, uh, those two sports? Yeah. I mean, basketball, obviously a lot, cause they, you know, they run the tournament, but somebody else yeah. could figure that out. And exactly. The yeah. The football piece of it is, you know, it, the super conference stuff. I think ESPN is smart enough to know that if you don't include every power five team, you're going to shrink the pie of the amount of people that are going to watch it. And that's not going to be good for your ratings, which that's the only reason why you pay all this money is because you want people to watch and that's how you generate revenue. So I think that the challenging part is, and probably the only, you know, the NCAA, the NCAA is probably sitting back thinking like, there's no way all these, I mean, think about what's happened in the last 10 years, right? I mean, the big 10 came and poached schools from the big 12 sec just poached a bunch, you know, the two biggest names, arguably in college football from the big 12, like these leagues are not going to come together and work together. So like, and there's not, I mean, who like imagine there being a commissioner of college football, like how would you, how would you determine who that person is? And it's just, there's so much that has to be done. So whatever, you know, whatever role the NCAA plays in college football, whether it's kind of like your, you know, pseudo, I guess, commissioner or kind of whatever structure they provide. It's, I think the, the alternative just doesn't work. Like how do, how do you get too all much chaos? Leagues? Yeah. There's too much chaos. Like, yeah. you know, the sec clearly is, I can see care that home point. and I just, I don't, I don't think that I would like for it to happen because this Oklahoma state is just another example of like, are you serious? 
Now, I think there may have been, they were one of the schools that had a coach who was like, you know, when the feds got involved with the college basketball recruiting and, but it does, it's just like, I never understood punishing like the players who were there now who had no, nothing that, to do with that this. blows and my mind. This coach wasn't there. That. Like that, it's just, it's like, it just baffles me. And I'm, you know, while you always hear like, Hey, there's good people that work at the NCAA, but like somebody made those decisions to be like, yeah, let's just wait and let's let's call him in on game day. Let's call him night before it's bedlong. Yeah, that was let's a couple of things like, that you brought up that I didn't yeah, even like realize. Day of the game. I, yeah, I just kind of skimmed through an article. I'm like, like these, you know, you're preparing for a game. You get all the you get all this time. You know, college coaches play games what 30 nights out of the year. So you have about 320 days other than that to be able to figure out. And you can't. You, and that seems like targeted and pointed that we're gonna we want to do this now. Yeah. So yeah, because he mentioned uh, in, in the press conference that the NCAA he flew down to Atlanta the day before Oklahoma State played Oklahoma. So the Bedlam game for for those two schools. The day before he had to fly down for a hearing of some sort uh, in Atlanta. And then also uh, they're on the road. They're playing KU. They're in Lawrence, and they had to have a um, appeals hearing. Um, that day, the day of the game in Lawrence, he had to take his focus away from his team, away from the the objective at hand, which is to beat, uh, you know, uh, the the Kansas basketball team, and, and worry about this BS. Um, so again, that that's just it just blows my mind. Like the NCA, you, you have all these commercials and all this stuff about you know the focus on the student athlete, and you are just it's so egregious. Some of the decisions that they make that have, it is not in the best interest of the student athlete or the, or the coach or the school, the athletic department, all the stuff that you're supposed to be representing and protecting and, and, you know, advancing it, it, you're, you're working against all that, that lip service. And the coach said it, he's like, this is why nobody trusts the NCAA it's decisions like this. And I thought, and he's exactly right. Like nobody knows where these decisions and these, these rules come from, all of a sudden you just get these crazy, you know, sanctions handed down and nobody knows how they got there or why they're there. There's no transparency. There's no black and white or, or nothing spelled out for anybody. It's just told, Hey, you guys can't go to the NCAA tournament this year, which again, it it's punishing 17 kids that are between the ages of 18 and 22, which this has probably been their dream since they could pick up a basketball. And now you're taking that away for something that happened before and even more, even on campus. Yeah, it's it's terrible. NCAA, it's yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a bad bad setup, and you just hate it for those kids. But uh, yeah, another terrible story coming out was the, the Henry Ruggs. You see that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, that makes me sick. Well, it's just you know, aside from loss of life, which is like the main you know the main focus. It's like just for anybody out there, like we if you live in a major city, even if you don't like, especially if, like you living in Vegas, like in 2021 man you get out, you go out and you drink just take the uber home i mean honestly if you're sitting there and somebody in his position or any of our positions say you got like an uber and it was like oh my gosh this is going to be a thousand dollar uber do you know how much better of a decision it is still to get that thousand dollar uber than it would be to like drive even just, anywhere even yeah because even if you just get a dui i mean that's it's like it's it's so like much 10, more money grand. Yeah. Both you and I lose our jobs. Like it's just, yep. I, I can't fathom. I mean, I understand it. Right. We, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've never, you know, in my life, like driven right. when I wasn't supposed to, I think, you know, probably any adult who's honest probably has, but it's so easy to just, but it's also, now. yeah, exactly. Things are, things are different now, especially like honestly in Vegas, you can, you can get a limo for, you know, 
for the night for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, but, but it's just, it's crazy to me. The, you, obviously the, the biggest concern is the family of the, uh, of the, of the person that lost their life. Like that's, that's where the focus should be. And I've been on Twitter and obviously we all know Twitter can be just an toxic place. And there's so many people defending, uh, rugs, which is just kind of sickening. Um, but at the same time, like part of me does think about like a kid who his, his dream has been to play in the NFL. He finally realizes this dream and makes one horrible, terrible. I mean, the worst decision you could probably make and his, his life just gets completely flipped. So uh, while, while it's completely his fault and he, and he has to pay the consequences, I do, you know, I do feel bad for him in, in the same way because that's going to change his life and those around him's life as well. Yeah. I mean, you feel terrible for him. Cause like all things, you know, I've, there was a couple stories on him and he seems like a great kid who just made mm-hmm. a horrendous decision. And that being know, he's said, his, live with, he's his, live his with blood it. alcohol was twice the legal limit and he was going to 156 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, obviously yeah, I don't think he, you know, when he made con- when the crash happened, if he's going that fast, he's dead, but, yeah, his probably, car would I mean, disintegrate. But. Yeah, he's probably lucky to be alive. And yeah, it's just a terrible story. And man, just take an Uber, get a ride, walk home, whatever yes. you got to do. That's absolutely terrible. But we'll finish <laughs> off with this, I guess, um, since we're not going to talk any vaccine or politics, I promise, to the two two beacons of cancel culture that wanted us done. But what about um, your boy Rogers, man? <laughs> Uh, I love that. It's now like, everyone's like, Oh, he lied about getting vaccinated. And then the, the Rogers defenders come out and say, well, he didn't say he was vaccinated. He said he was, what did he say? Immunized. Yeah. He just, which whatever he meant, like, so I had COVID at one point or something. Yeah. Well, I guess he like, he, um, he had COVID and then got treated for it. Like, cause you know, there's, you can get treated, there's medicine and he petitioned the NFL to say, can you basically consider me vaccinated? And I don't know if they kind of did or like halfway did or something, something, he, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers. He got some treatment that probably, you know, n- number 52 on the roster is not going to get. <laughs> and it's just now, I, I think, I don't know. Like I love Rodgers. He's one of my favorite players. He's obviously unbelievable, but the last, you know, couple of years, it seems like he, cause he has a really good situation in green Bay. Like you're, you know, if you, if you have a DB worth of shit last year, excuse my language, but, I think it was what the King that just got dominated by. Oh my gosh. Right um, before, was it right before half? Yeah. Right before he gave half, up the touchdown. Like they wanted, they clearly Brady was like, Oh, we're lighting him up. And they did, yeah. you know, if not for him, they're probably in the super bowl. They're rolling this year. Like yep. he's got a good situation. There's very few situations in the league that are probably better than what he has in green Bay. And just almost like he's kind of, I don't know. I don't want to say aloof, but you know, I'm not in the building, but it just seems like, you know, you look at somebody like Brady, whose teammates, seem to love him you rarely hear things you know bad about him whereas like rogers you there have been teammates who come out and said things about him and it's like yeah but i also see the things that like Devonte adams says and like you know alan lazard has said about him and, and it seems like the guys in the building do want to go to go to battle with him um and, and i've the more i've heard aaron Rodgers talk i'm a bears fan so i've, I've obviously aaron Rodgers is the boogeyman yeah. to, to us but uh, the more I've heard him talk and the more interviews and the more time that he's spent being candid, which he has been the last couple of years, it, I find myself liking and rooting for him, which is uh, like kind of a weird, uh, weird place to be for a bears fan. Um, so I think some of that like aloofness is yeah, that he's got that part of his personality for sure. Um, but I, you know, I always kind of fall back. Like if you take that away from his personality, is he the same type of player? Like sometimes the, just that personality 
factors into to how they play on the field, but that's in a whole nother point. Um, yeah, I think it is. Cause I think a lot of it is, I don't want to say it's calculated, but you know, mm-hmm. I mean, he, who knows if that's what it came from, but you know, he's, I don't know, at Halloween parties and doing all this kind of stuff. And it's like, <laughs> you know, if you're, the NFL has these rules and they treat you differently if you're not vaccinated. And I don't know. More, sure. more importantly than any of this, any of the the Packers talk with the game, their teammates, any of that. More importantly, is he's my fantasy football quarterback. Uh, <laughs> and, and, oh, and I'm oh, playing play some. I'm week. playing some clown this weekend. This week, what, you know? So I don't even really need Rodgers. But I'm just gonna go pick up all the great backup quarterbacks. So you can get one. But yeah, overall, <laughs> I mean, I know Lazard got popped last last week. I don't know if. Um, he had it or if he's vaccinated, but you know, either way, just seeing, you know, you'd hate to see, uh, you know, they're six and one, they're absolutely rolling. You'd hate to see them get derailed by something like this. Cause yeah, I do root for the Packers. I root for Rogers. I just, you know, and obviously Lazard, you want to see him do well and him kind of get to that second contract and hopefully something like yeah. this doesn't kind of, you know, you hope something like this doesn't happen. It's one thing to happen week, whatever it is, week nine or whatever, seven, eight, nine, but it's, it'd be a whole different thing if it happens, you know, week 16, 17 or into the playoffs. Yeah. So um, it's, I, that, that'll know, be really it, when it, when it would really, you know, blow up. But, the, the giants had 13 guys test positive and then they tested them again. And one guy tested positive. They had like 12 false positives. Jeez. <laughs> like what kind of tests are they using? I mean, they're probably using like the rapid PCRs that are like, it's like flipping a coin. Exactly. Anybody at any time can be positive or negative on those. (laughs) There's just no way I've heard my wife, uh, she's a nurse practitioner and she deals with a lot of that stuff at her clinic and heard her talk about like the rapid test. It's just like, there's just no, there's just no way to tell if it's accurate or not crazy. But, um, yeah, hopefully they can, cause the chiefs, this is a huge break for them cause they're all over the place right now. But yeah, that's a weird deal. The chiefs just seeing, I, like have people figured them out or what's the, what's the problem? I don't know. I think you could probably get bored with the regular season at some time, at some point and to get sloppy and they are, they've been sloppy. They've been turning the ball over and yeah. they've never been a great defensive team. And I think they've, they've gone from like average to bad on defense and yeah. Mahomes probably feels like it's Texas tech again. And I have to score every time I get the ball and you know, it's he's forcing the ball a bit. Yeah. But you know, I think, I mean, just like they ran some plays last week down by the goal line. Andy Reid likes to get cute with stuff. And it's just like, I got to get back to kind of what got you here, but you know, they're probably doing similar stuff and who knows they could all of a sudden the light, you know, it clicks and they could score 35 a game. And yeah, for a team like that, with that kind of talent, if, if for whatever reason, if the thing, yeah, like you said, if the, the switch flips and all of a sudden they could just go nuts for a four or five week stretch. Yeah. But, um, all right, let's wrap on that. I'm tired of looking at you. Um, kind of tired of talking to you. I'm just kidding, man. I didn't mean it. Dang, you know, you, I heard you got lit up on the title nine podcast. I need to go listen to that. Oh my gosh. I did. So first off to hear that, can I just say that, uh, so Steph Copley on title nine podcast, she loves to come. I see her on Twitter every week. She says, you know, something about let's be kind, like show kindness this week. Uh, I, I mean, every week it's some, it's some hypocritical tweet about kindness. And then I, I, I said something, you know, and said that I, I enjoyed their podcast. And then all of a sudden for five minutes, I just get lit up. I don't understand it. I'm trying to be a fan show support. And then they just, uh, they light me on fire. So, um, anybody out there, um, unsubscribe from their podcast. It's terrible. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, they're, they're fake Iowa state fans. 
they stole our sign off with the go cyclones, go stay. They, they flat out, uh, stole that from us. So they're bank robbers. Um, but that, that's, that's really all I have to say there. So I, if I had a bigger, uh, a bigger pulpit to, to yell from, I'd try and get them canceled, but you know that you're going to hate me for this, but so I'm somehow a best buy ad popped up. You can get like 80 inch TVs for less than a thousand dollars right now. I'm about to get one. <laughs> what in the hell does that have to do with anything? Who cares about your little rant? Oh, my feelings. 75 it did, it did hurt inch, my feelings. 75 inch Samsung, whatever Neo QLED TV. Well, buy me one, bucks. please. That one's a little more expensive. 82 inches for $1,300. This Come is good on, radio man. we got going on right here. About to get a new TV. All right, man, go Cyclones. Beat Texas. Texas, we hate you. You're leaving the league. Nobody, you're going to go to the SEC and get spanked and go, you know, I guess so you're, they're probably going to have the same record this year and next year. <laughs> they're going to win four games. But, um, yeah, man, be fun yep. to watch. Hopefully we're on, uh, you know, we're on, we're not streaming and you can watch it on actual real, a real broadcast with a, with a broadcast team that knows our players and, We'll, we'll comment Just on watch, turnovers. Isn't, and, isn't a wrestling guy. Nothing against hey, wrestling guys, but. Yeah, let's hope the uh, Big 12 officials can kind of work on their, their game day operations and keep everything in line. And let's not overrule each other and take away touchdowns. And let's have more than two clock. camera angles for replay. Yes, yes, yes. Let's do that. And the replay officials, let's um, let's make the right calls. Huh? Let's not be on the that. take. Replay official. Yeah, Let's man. not be on let's the take. Right I'm, accusing, I'm accusing him of that right now. Yeah. But okay, that's all I got. All right, man. Horn, horns um, down. Hey, let's do this. Let's let's do our, our sign off. Go cycling. Okay. Go state. Love it.